Welcome back to the Disaster Tough Podcast, everyone. We are officially entering, or we have entered into our last week of the National Preparedness Month. A lot is happening in the field right now. You got Hurricane Ian that's coming down right now. We're, this is pre-recorded a couple days out. And so it's just on the other side of Cuba. We're looking at all the storm tracks. It could hit Florida. It could hit Mississippi, Alabama. It could hit Louisiana. Or it could just go off into the ocean, which we all hope it does. But nonetheless, a lot of you are preparing right now for a hurricane in the Gulf. Those who are on the West Coast are looking at wildfires. You're deep into wildfire season. October, just around the corner, that that middle of that uh, wildfire season. So a lot is happening in the field. We want to do a couple big things. I have Zach Force on here, the official, the host of EM Weekly. What's up? What's up? We'll talk about that in a second. Um, But we're also going to do a giveaway. So big news here. We're going to do a giveaway with Sawyer. Sawyer is one of our sponsors. We're really happy to endorse them. We, uh, we're big fans of their products, and so we'll talk about that. Uh, without any further ado, though, Zach, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be back. Uh, by the way, uh, since the last time you came on here, I think you added some light behind you. Um, uh, cool that's studio just, uh, setup. Yeah, that's just to give me a nice aura around aura. Matches Matches the, the power and glory that you bring. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So first things first, let's talk about Ian Weekly. We, you actually announced big, uh, big time uh, the show. I think it was the beginning of Preparedness Month. You officially launched last week. I, ha- I happened to help you on that uh, show. So for, yes, all, for all those listening, Ian Weekly. For my audience, uh, how is Ian Weekly going to be different than Disaster Tough? All right. So the, the basic premise of EM Weekly is to... I wouldn't say simulate, uh, but certainly try to recreate the conversations that happen uh, after you know you finish your day at the conference. You're decompressing with uh, emergency managers from all over the place, people you haven't you know talked to in a long time, and you're talking about the stuff that like really truly matters right now. So what's working? What's not working? Uh, is there something you wish existed? Is there something um, that you know? you're using that is working really well that other EMs need to know about. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be like, I think the, the tagline we had was emergency managers talking about emergency management while emergency managing. So just like pure EM, you know, talking shop type stuff. Yeah. The, the talk shop is incredibly important. I love the fact that this podcast gets to interview other people across the field and we kind of get to talk about high level things, big things that are happening, i.e. Yeah. weekly that's happening or, you know, interviewing, you know, the, the big names, people who are plowing through the field. But sometimes it's nice to kick back and just talk shop and uh, be able to dive into the good, the bad and the ugly. And that's definitely outside the scope of Disaster Tough, yeah. albeit Disaster Tough, phenomenal show, great host with a funny beard this week. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I think definitely like we, we need that in the field. So it's, uh, it's smart to bring that to the readiness lab network and just say, Hey, get the leadership stuff from this one podcast, but talk shop, be able to kick back, maybe joke around a bit. Um, and it's not an interview style, right? Like you and Matt are just going to be kind of walking through what's happening currently in the field. Yeah, no, in fact, uh, I think the we're really trying to steer as far away from interview style as possible because there's, you know, obviously we already have some podcasts that are doing interviews on the network. And then also like 
it's that's being done like we're trying to do something that we were looking for and didn't find and we're like well if it doesn't exist out there then that, maybe that means that there's a market for it like we need to create the podcast we want to listen to because a it makes it more fun to make and uh b you know as a practicing emergency manager like obviously there's a need for it so that's the goal um and little less like it's not going to be kind of as geared towards like uh leadership lessons or things like that it really is like we're in the middle of you know for instance like tropical storm ian's coming what is it that you need right now to make this work like do you understand emac do you understand uh you know what systems are in place to give you information ahead of the storm etc so uh, that's really what we're going to be focusing on. Um, and I think it's going to be uh, something that a lot of emergency managers have been looking for. Um, and those that weren't will be pleasantly surprised. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I agree with that. And, and especially as you and Matt like walked through uh, what you want to do and, and seeing your vision, even the branding. Oh, gosh, I love the EM Weekly branding. So good. So clean. Um, big shout out to Noble Creative for helping us out with that branding. Yeah, they did awesome. I'd like uh, to say for it, but it's all them. Yeah, it, well, I, I mean, will give you some credit. Our- I mean, you gave them a concept, right? Yeah. And they, I mean, they took it and they ran with it and it's just gorgeous. So, yeah. Um, it's like something you could put on a shirt for fun, you know? Like, yeah. That's cool. Um, and we, we will have swag. The- We're definitely going to have swag. Like, that's, without question, there will be swag. I think there needs to be like an, uh, an emergency management nightclub and it should just be called EM Weekly and we'll just put up the branding on there because that's basically <laughs> what it is. Real quick, we're going to pause for this week's Disaster Tough endorsements. How do you spell Doberman Emergency Management? EOP, OEP, HVA, HMP, Thyra, TTX, Drone, PDA. Whenever you need an expert, Doberman Emergency Management field experts are there for support. Contact an expert at DobermanEMG.com today. The L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio solves problems and is specifically designed for emergency services. How do we know? We field tested it with medical, urban search and rescue, and collapse and confined structures. This radio is amazingly tough. Check out the L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio at L3Harris.com right now. Sawyer products offer the best, most technologically advanced solution for protection against the sun, bugs, water, and injuries. Everything from water filtration systems to insect repellents, time-release technologies, really amazing stuff. So whether you're at home, work, or at play, make sure you check out Sawyer at Sawyer.com. Okay, let's jump back in. So I'd like to imagine what an emergency management nightclub would be. Could you Uh, imagine? Um, It would be a lot of of, uh, blue shirts, a lot of polo shirts, uh, khaki pants. Yeah, that would be the... New balance shoes. The style that you have to have to come in is like, how many cargo pockets you got on those pants? No, that's not enough. Come back later. Get some cargo pants on. It's like 40 versions of the movie New Guy just sitting in there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically our field. So yeah. uh, you're going to pop the collar with uh, Ian Weekly. Pretty fun. <laughs> There's so many jokes I was about to make. Nobody's on. popped a collar in at least 15 years <laughs> i just dated myself big time yeah. uh well my beard for those who are listening not seeing i'm in an extra in a movie that's taking place in like the 1840s and they asked to shave my beard and i was like yeah sure shave my beard and then they just shaved my chin so i yeah. got the it's a look 
it's a look for sure. I've had so many people uh, just stare. Like, yeah. <laughs> threatening. What I was an extra in a movie. Um, actually, big shout out to St. Louis University, who uh, just brought me on as an adjunct professor. Um, and I had to do my faculty photo on Friday <laughs> with this beard. So it's official. It's official. Yeah. All no. the way in. But look good. All right. Let's move on to Hurricane because Hurricane or Tropical Storm, whatever it is. Um, yeah. I think it'll be Hurricane by the time right this airs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> however, uh, there are tracks. There's always models that show it goes out in the water. And that's what we all hope for. But in terms of preparedness, Hurricane preparedness is specific to the Gulf because residents are, not a pun intended, uh, inundated with preparedness lingo. How, as emergency managers, do you go through, especially because you have so many different kinds of backgrounds, um, how, do you, how do you make preparedness, I wouldn't say cool, but enough where you want to pay, pay attention without trying to scare people? Well, I think that's been the challenge now for, uh, I mean, basically since Katrina, obviously. That was a, a fairly significant failure in communication and coordination. We've learned a lot of lessons since then. Uh, mm -hmm. And you can see it in the way that the National Weather Service, which honestly, like, that is your key sort of, like, uh, message source right now. Like, because there isn't enough information to make a decision yet, right? Like, mm -hmm. we're telling people to get ready. But we don't know where it's going to hit. I mean, I'm looking at the cone right now, and it's anywhere from like Mississippi uh, all the way east to the you know North Car uh, South Carolina. It looks like it's going to you know if it, as it crosses over uh, Florida. But um, so right now the messaging should be like you have time to prepare, right? Like try to keep it you know light. You know we don't know what's going to happen, but you know there's potential that this storm's going to get serious and. You know, right now, I, th I think we're talking like maybe 72 hours between, you know, where it is right now and probably landfall uh, somewhere uh, on the U.S. Uh, and so three days, it's quite a bit of time to do stuff, but not that much time. So mm. uh, it's also Sunday. People are probably watching football, not really paying attention uh, to what's happening, um, which means you kind of lose a day. And then Monday, you know, you're getting into work and you got to do so like, there's like this sort of churn. So you just got to keep the messaging like consistent, um, and escalating as you're getting better and better information. Um, and I'm not necessarily against messaging that scares people. Uh, mm. sometimes you have to scare people into action and, and you can see that in NH, uh, NHC or national hurricane center messaging that they're not afraid anymore. They used to be very hesitant to use terms like this storm will kill you, <laughs> but they're getting much, much uh, more uh, serious in their messaging and being way more clear that this is a dangerous situation and you have to take it seriously. The other thing is like, this is kind of the first big one that's going to hit, you know, the, you know, lower 48 here. Um, so with that happening, people don't have their like sea legs under them, right? Like they don't remember the hurricane, maybe, you know, they might have some some concept of what happened over, you know, last year. Um, but until you kind of get into that mindset, uh, it's going to be hard. So I think the biggest thing is just like, be consistent. Um, and anything that like, the, the, the bigger the void in the vacuum is, that's where it gets filled in with all the garbage information. Um, so those big voices like National Hurricane Center, uh, certainly, um, Florida's emergency management, all the state agencies should be messaging and trying to make sure that people are like very informed with the best up-to-date information and then meet them where they are. 
Um, you know, we have a lot of new uh, social media platforms like TikTok is everything. Like, are you messaging? Because kids are going to tell their parents like, hey, this is something I think we need to pay attention to. Um, so make sure you're u- utilizing things like TikTok and, and everything. And then even, you know, down to, uh, you know, in Vermont, we realize that we have to uh, use the community like tack boards at general stores because we know that there's some people who are not using technology and that is still a, a you know, place that can meet it. So make sure your message is meeting your constituents where they're at. I was uh, thoroughly impressed with FEMA's outreach because I was in a Walmart uh, at like, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday trying to get like stuff for my family. And all of a sudden I heard, did you know this is National Preparedness Month? And it, it was like it was an ad that played during wall in, in a Walmart. And I was like, man, that's genius. And so like yeah. just like hitting people where they're at, hitting people where they're at, hitting people where they're comfortable at. Um, you know, both like from the physical to also the emotional side. Uh, if, if everybody's watching football tonight, how smart would that be if an announcer got on there and said, "Hey, right to right before halftime, just everybody yeah. heads up. In 72 hours, there could be a hurricane here, so please, 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 you know, get some food, and if you can get out of the way, please get out of the way. Um, you know, yeah, just this really simple messaging would be yeah. so smart." You could reach out to like if I was one of those states right now, I would be reaching out to like the grocers associations, the retail associations and asking them like, you know, if you have an ad system, like a lot of those use like automated ad systems, right? They're just playing off. Reach out and see if they can't put an ad in and just remind people, hey, you're at the grocery store right now. Maybe buy a couple extra gallons of water. If you're at the Walmart, maybe buy uh, some flashlights and batteries, like just simple stuff. You're already there. You know, it doesn't have to be big. Uh, heavy lift, you know, high ticket items, just get some basic stuff that you know, you're going to need. And if you don't need it right now, you're going to need it at some point. So stuff that can, you know, last and, and be useful. I saw um, an article and and uh, somebody can correct me, one of the audience can correct me if I'm wrong. But it was something like adults spend four hours on social media every day. Oh, God. And yet we're still afraid oh, to God. use social media. That's like so funny. I'm like, you're on it all the time. Now, yeah. if you don't put anything crazy out there, again, like your personal opinion, but if you use National Weather Service or you're yeah. using the messaging that works, you know. You uh, just There's so many people doing good yeah. stuff right now that you, even if you're not comfortable with it, just retweet it. And again, people mm-hmm. like this stuff is happening so fast. Even if you you kind of botch the message, they're not, no one is going to remember it. Like there's just too much that's churning out right now. Um, and the, all the, the stuff that you put out right now is going to be expired quickly anyways. Like this is a quickly evolving event. So I think people get really hung up on the, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. Or like that could have been done differently. Who cares? It's done. It's out. Don't fret over it. Like move on. And even like the most egregious mistakes, like people don't have that long-term of uh, well. Ballistic missile, missile in uh, Hawaii. That will always yeah, honestly, though, like, if you ask the, the the average person, they probably don't really remember that. I mean, I'm sure people in Hawaii certainly remember. I bet people in Hawaii do. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, like I, obviously, I've I we all use that. I think I've literally used this on several podcasts, even your podcast. I think. But oh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, even then, like it's not like Hawaii stopped doing emergency messaging or people stopped listening. Mm. You know, it's it's just the the idea is that you have to get this information out the void is where bad things happen so if you don't have any info to put out the longer between your uh experts chatting that's where like the crazy stuff gets fed in there um and starts to displace and and once you lose that message now you're playing catch up and you do not want to be playing catch up 
you know, three days before a potential like, you know, cat four, cat five, you know, landfall. Um, so, okay. So this podcast will air on Tuesday by Tuesday. We're, we know exactly where it's going in the U S yeah, let's, I'll do the first example. Maybe you could do another example or two of social media messaging that might just help out an emergency manager. So I'll just take the, the softball one and you could do the harder ones, but national weather service, a picture from the national weather service. I would just put like, uh, the siren emoji, like the red siren emoji and say, look at this, pay attention. Just like two words, pay attention, exclamation mark, share the photo with like three hashtags, right? Hurricane Ian, National Weather Service, you know, be smart, be ready. Done, right? That could be one post. What would, what would be two other posts that you would share as an emergency manager to your community, like 24 hours out? I love, and I'm sure the Weather Channel is going to do this. They have that like, augmented reality virtual reality thing that mm. shows storm surge uh i remember uh listening in on a talk uh probably like three or four years ago the first time they used that and uh it was an emergency management conference and they were talking about how effective that message was like that was like the amount of people that said that actually had them change their minds like they were going to stay and then they saw that the storm surge was going to be you know uh above their house and they were like oh Okay, that makes a lot more sense. So, uh, visual communication and and please use video. Don't just use static mm -hmm. information. Like that's how a lot of people get their information. You can jam so much information into a short video. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other thing is to remember, like if if you're getting this on Tuesday and you're still thinking about what you need to send, uh, landfall is within probably 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Uh, so You'll you know your evac zones at least. Yeah, I mean, oh uh, and. Oh, uh, evacuation information. I cannot stand how we do not have standardized evacuation language uh, across the country, even between states and sometimes even between counties. People use different terminology. Try to coordinate that messaging, make it as clear as possible. Uh, the best example I have, I think it was like, you know, it's a wildfire communication, but I think it was maybe New Mexico uses something like uh, evacuation warning. Which to me, uh, you know, means there's an evacuation warning. I need to get out. But mm -hmm. actually, what the what that means is potential to leave for an evacuation. Yeah. Like, what are we doing with this? Like, I, so that's funny. When I hear evacuation warning, I hear prepare for an evacuation, almost like a tornado, tornado watch versus right. a watch and a warning. Like evacuation watch, then not evacuation warning. Evacuation so, watch. Yeah. I think. Uh, you know, this is probably not going to get fixed between now and then, but um, be explicitly clear, like do not leave any uh, room for interpretation um, and also make sure that you're reaching all of your folks, uh, whatever, um, you know, accessibility, like make sure that you can communicate with folks that uh, receive information differently, as well as like different languages, know, know who is in your community. And if you have like a large Spanish speaking population and you're not doing messaging in Spanish, then you are failing as an emergency manager. So you are responsible for everyone uh, to get that information out. So really try to hit as many people as possible. Um, and then at this point, you're really probably talking about you're hunkering down. You may not have enough time to leave. Um, and so what are the things that you can do immediately to protect your yourself and your family? Um, and then the messaging that I think is scary and tends to sort of motivate people in these last few hours is the one that like, we're not coming to get you. Like until the storm is done, um, which I know is like partially true. Like 
if firefighters or cops or EMS are told like someone needs help, they're going to do everything in their power. But that's really, really selfish of you if you have the opportunity to leave and you don't and put them in that situation. And I certainly understand that there are people who are unable to leave in their situations that they can't help themselves or, or others to get out. Um, and you got to do what you got to do. But if you have the ability and the means to leave and, and take yourself out, you're now a variable that somebody else doesn't have to worry about. So that messaging just saying, like, if you have the ability to leave, now's the time to do it. Um, and potentially you're saving not only your life, but the life of a responder. So, yes, for one easy payment of gas. Leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I get it. Like, you don't want to leave your house. Uh, it's tough. Um, but you don't want to be in your house in the middle of a, a strong hurricane. Like, just no. un unquestionably, that's a bad idea. So. I would say one video option that I would do is, uh, I would say this is probably, probably more positive, hopefully, is the backdrop of the EOC. Here's all these pre people, you know, it's a 30 second clip, right? Here are all the people behind me who are working to save your life. Please don't yeah. make their job harder. And it's like, right, like there's real people out there trying to focus on this and you could complicate it. Please don't. And um, I think that like the messaging that I've seen that's really helpful is like when everyone like we're doing this together. Yeah, this is our job to watch the storm. It's your job to leave. You know, we will give you every opportunity to leave. And then at one point, though, you can't leave. Yeah. And if you can't leave, you know, here, the, here are the problem sets. Um, I think using community leaders is huge. Like we talked about you know, the football game, if you have enough time, or you could, you know, as local as you can, as fast as you can, you know, churches, uh, humanitarian organizations, schools, um, you know, getting everybody working, uh, so that you don't have to do all the messaging. Yeah. Right? Local celebrities too. Not just like, uh, honestly, like there's, uh, people of varying degrees of trust in their local governments or their state government, mm -hmm. or the national government, like, uh, sometimes you need someone who just like is a cultural icon. So if you have connections to people that like are, you know, sort of the uh, charismatic leaders in your mm -hmm. community, um, you know, try to tap into them, you know, whoever is going to communicate that message most effectively, that's what you should be using. Um, and so that sort of gets into like PIO, uh, PAO stuff. Um, you know, don't just think of like traditional media as your your like Jick partners. Um, you need to sort of think very outside the box now. I remember taking a PIO class, uh, and this was before most of the current social media was out, but they were talking about like, you know, if you have a blogger in your community, you're gonna turn them away. And of course people were like, yeah, I'm not gonna have a blogger in my community. Okay, well that blogger probably has more readership than the local newspaper. So yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, tap into those resources if you know who they are. Certainly give them official messages, like coordinate all that. Like you don't want people coming up with their own stuff, but um, the reality is they're if if they're gonna in the area and they're gonna be affected by it, they're probably gonna be talking about it anyways. So give them some good information. I think like the the overarching message message here, whether someone's listening to this podcast literally this week and like, oh, check, check, yeah. check, I need to do that, or I've been doing that, or they're listening six months later, it's time emergency managers stop being afraid to interact openly with the community. Yeah. Using normal community uh, means and methods, social media. Uh, lo local leaders, uh, cultural icons, whatever it is, like you're, you do this in your normal life, just start doing it because it's so much more effective. And so it's like, whether it's the National Hurricane Center, 
or it's emergency management stop being afraid to be normal is that such a weird uh, thing to say <laughs> and um, i know like the national has tried to do some like and the weather service across the board like simple things that they're working on like icons being better uh they're not using capitalized letters anymore <laughs> like they yeah. you know screaming the message well ken uh, graham talked about how it's just like a historical like issue that they just didn't quote unquote care to fix until recent years right yeah. and they were like wait we don't we're not constrained by this requirement this technological yeah. requirement anymore yeah which was probably gone uh, you know a decade before anyone actually thought to do it but it was funny because when it was yeah. up, i i would have like you know, people that I know who are like, why does the National Weather Service always use like capital letters? Like, don't they know what that means? And, you know, it means screaming online. If you're using yeah. capital letters, you're yelling. Um, so it sounds like almost like an irrational response to something. They're supposed to be conveying like calming information. Like here's what scientific you information. Yeah. yeah. Like a scientist isn't screaming in your face. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, the, at the it end, it might of the be at Chernobyl. That's true. <laughs> Get when, out. But I yeah. think the, the message, and it, this is like across every single disaster, emergency managers, your most important job initially is to communicate. Like you really have to get good information out. You are the experts. You're, you're around. You're facilitating other experts. Um, people rely on your communications. And if you stink at communication, uh, then you are failing as an emergency manager. Get better. And if you can't do it, then find someone who can and get them in your organization uh, we talked about um, uh, at the Vermont Emergency Management Conference that we just had, like trying to be unorthodox and like thinking about ways of communicating preparedness information. Something I thought was just so crazy brilliant was uh, using theater to communicate preparedness information. Uh, one of uh, Vermont Emergency Managers, new emergency managers, uh, Tyga Christie, I believe is her name, um, came out of Portland. She developed a theater group to help them prepare for the earthquake that is going to cause just extraordinary damage in uh, the Northwestern US. And what they did is they brought people into this into a space and they simulated a community meeting like after the earthquake and talking about how they weren't gonna be able to get to and from their jobs, from their homes, mm -hmm. having family members dead in the, in the actual audience was interspersed with the actors and people were like, oh my God, like I can't believe that I, I didn't, it never resonated before. Um, so, uh, try to come up with ways to communicate stuff that isn't being done because traditional methods, like if you're reaching out to your constituents and they're going, I didn't get the message and it happens all the time. Um, then what is it that is causing them to, to not receive the message? Is it how you communicate? Is it the tools you're using to communicate? Like figure it out. Like, don't just sit there and be like, Oh no, no, man, we keep doing the same stuff and it doesn't seem to work. Then do something different. Yeah. We start a podcast. <laughs> I promise you the public uh, does not care if you're in a suit and tie up there. They don't. They don't care. They just want uh, clean, easy to understand messaging. That's it. So don't get uh, stuck on just like this old school thought of how you're supposed to communicate in an emergency. Um, I, I'm going to throw this out there. I think you're kind of passionate about this. Um, yeah. but, but you should be. I, I agree that, you know, lack of coordination, lack of communication is points of failure that they, they are the the number one points of failure simultaneously and uh you have to be able to do your job speaking of communication though uh this is gonna be a rough transition but we're gonna transition <laughs> uh you know you can just as as messaging needs to happen there's lots of uh ways to communicate whether it's social media or cultural leaders like we're talking about or, or how to do it just get over the hump of doing it 
Yeah. It's kind of like the podcasting stuff. It's like we wanted podcasts on leadership. We wanted podcasts on talking shop. We wanted podcasts on personal preparedness. So you look at preparedness works or you want first responders to talk to you about like what's normal disaster class or people who are finding solutions right now. George Siegel, who lives in Florida, has a documentary, The Last House Standing, exactly about this topic yeah. that we're talking about today. And so uh, just to, to call them out of just these amazing uh, you know, podcasters who are looking to help the field improve. And so if you're in this hurricane or you're it's or you're beyond it, hopefully you're beyond it. Check out those shows. Of course, keep listening to Disaster Tough. But we're going to give you ideas every week on lots of different styles and platforms, and they should take it. Um, and, and that's just like it's been a, a an honor to uh, work with other people like yourself who are hyper passionate about this and say like, okay, like we need to find points of improvement for the field. Let's see if we can attack this in lots of different angles to help the field improve because it is time. Like the last week of preparedness uh, month, everyone should sign up. They should subscribe to every single podcast on on the readiness lab, and they'll be so much more prepared just because they're hearing good ideas every single week. Yeah, and I think uh, what makes emergency management really effective is the fact that like we're open to learning from each other, uh, particularly the generation of new emergency managers. Um, that's sort of coming through this much more clear eyed, like they're not coming from like the response or military background where like you kind of are set in your ways. And this is like a second career, um, having the ability to just sort of like work amongst each other, learn from each other. Um, you know, we write these after action reports, you know, now's a good time to maybe review some ARs from Florida or any of the Gulf coasts and mm -hmm. figure out what did we screw up last time? Cause it was a long time ago. Um, you know, Great even if months ago, you're not going to remember this stuff. So what did, what did we learn last time that we can do better this time? And um, now you still have time. Like three days, you can still make a huge difference. And the whole country is reacting to this. This is like the big thing. Like I've already got notifications from my state urban search and rescue team, you know, to check availability. Mm -hmm. Team Rubicon, uh, which I'm like a volunteer, but not really a volunteer. I've been signed up with them for like well over a decade now. Uh, they've reached out. Um, I'm trying to think of, I got another message from oh, Red Cross, you know, they're starting to ask for volunteers and, and donations and stuff to start moving there. So uh, everyone is shifting towards the coast. But, um, you know, now's the time to sort of like start to, you know, do stuff like get into action. So uh, like I said, if, if you can look at those old reports, figure out what you screwed up last time, um, what worked well, because that's the other thing people sometimes forget, like what went really, really well. Yeah. Uh, start start using that tap into those resources check uh to make sure you know how to do uh emac requests or who who you got to go through to to ask for that make sure you're asking for uh a <laughs> let's see i always screw this up don't ask for a tool ask for tell them what you want to accomplish let the mm. resource managers uh determine what they need what they have that can accomplish that uh so that's that is always a huge headache anyone who's worked in emac when they're like i need this and then you get it to them and they're like, well, that's not what I wanted. Well, that's exactly what you asked for. Oh, actually, this is what I was trying to accomplish. Okay, next time ask for that. So um, get your MRPs uh, squared away if you're if you're in the uh, EMAC world and you're a responder. Um, yeah, I mean, the time, you know, this is all stuff we should be doing year round, but it is preparedness month. It's the last week and we got a big hurricane that's bearing down on the U.S. So you still got time. So, um, gosh, this is like the, the episode of transitions. So I'm going to take that and say preparing, uh, you know, this is exactly what I want. 
and sometimes you do get it. And uh, one of those things is going to be a rough transition. One <laughs> of those things can be from Sawyer. Uh, you can get uh, water filtration. They provide water filtration. You want your Sawyer stuff right now. All right. Uh, Zach, do you do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? Talk about our giveaway. Oh, let her rip. You got it. All right. So <laughs> we're not doing water filtration, tr- know, although we probably yeah. should do that. Yeah, I wish we had um, that's, That'd be a good one. In fact, okay, I'll do it. Why not? Uh, okay. So uh sawyer is a company that we like a lot they've been uh starting to work with us we've actually known about them for a while because uh two of their guys uh travis and pat went on to disaster class podcast for an interview they were just talking about uh, fun things that they were doing and so we circled back and say hey why don't you work with us because we really like your stuff and um they sent us uh, a ton and thank you by the way uh different products to test out and so if you want a Sawyer water filtration system and their uh, their bug spray, essentially, that you can put onto fabric that will stay there for six months, it's really amazing stuff. It's if, you want, if you want two of, their, their, uh, two of those things, we're going to do a giveaway. We'll do one on each platform to somebody else. So on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, possibly... TikTok. TikTok, it is live. I did. Zach. Oh, it is live. I'm looking at Zach here. There's nothing okay. live. We haven't posted to it yet, but I did just recently. Okay, so we'll do it on all five platforms. In order to uh, to participate in uh, the giveaway, you need to do two things: tag a show. You can always tag Disaster Tough. We're a big fan of Disaster Tough, obviously. But uh, tag Disaster Tough or tag another show on the Readiness Lab. It could be EM Weekly. It could be Disaster Class. It could be Tell Us How to Make It Better. It could be uh, movie R, it could be preparedness works, whatever your flavor is. If you want to stand out, tag a show and tag a friend. That's the, that's the goal, right? On the readiness lab, on all platforms, tag a show, tag a friend, and you'll, you'll be, uh, entered into a drawing. And then, um, we were going to make it a week out, but let's give it two weeks because of the hurricane. So the, uh, the Friday, the first Friday in October, uh, which I, I think is two weeks out from now. Um, seventh, I think seventh, let's say the seventh, the seventh of October. We really thought this one out the, uh, (laughs) the seventh of October, we're going to come out and we're going to announce a winner on each platform. So again, water filtration system and, uh, their bug spray, which is called, uh, it's permethrin, uh, is the stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. I've used it for, uh, growing up in the Northeast, we have ticks everywhere. So this stuff is awesome. I spray it all over my, Outdoor clothes, you can put it on tents, uh, sleeping bags, all that stuff. Don't spray it while you're wearing it. Uh, but this stuff is extremely effective. It's awesome. Yeah, when they sent it to me, I was uh, I was uh, really grateful for it because I'd mentioned that we had gotten ticks in our tent, which was pretty intense. Intense. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but either way, okay, again, the Readiness Lab on, on your platform of choice, social media, tag a show, tag a friend, and you'll be uh, entered to win on some Sawyer stuff. Also, I think I'm going to do one more here uh, that I've been thinking about for a while. My staff, Zach included, Ashley, Loria Golden, um, Patrick McGinn, all these other people in my company have been telling me that we need to do scholarships for the emergency management response for a dynamic populations course. Uh, we have a course coming up in Orlando, November 29th through December 1st in Exploria Stadium. We'll be in the stadium the entire time. It's going to be really amazing stuff. Awesome. So uh, I'm going to do that one. If you want 
uh, to be entered into that. Breaking news, folks. Breaking news. I will do one full scholarship, but I require something more because one, the value is um, is incredible, just like Sawyer. But uh, the the amount of time and effort it goes into this is uh, is intense for us. So what we're going to do is we're going to require people to um, <clears throat> let's do this. Send us an email. Send us an email at contact at the readiness lab.com. Again, that's contact at the readiness lab.com. A lot of you email us anyways. Send us two paragraphs of what dynamic populations could do for you in your career. Why is this important? Why does it help you out? And um, we will look at those and we will give one full scholarship. It's worth $2,400. So that's a, that's a big one. So um, I, I think that's appropriate. Um, Zach, what do you think about that? I think that sounds awesome. I wish everyone could come to this. So the fact that we'll be able to bring someone in who maybe wouldn't have had an opportunity otherwise, huge. Okay. Uh, so Zach, one more time. What is our Sawyer giveaway? What did they have to do for Sawyer? All right. So you need to tag a podcast and a friend on one of our social media channels. So Twitter. Or the Readiness Lab. Yes. For the Readiness Lab. Uh, so if you're not a ready at Readiness Lab uh, you know, follower, start liking all those things. LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then post, uh, you know, which podcast. So you can do any of our podcast family. In fact, I'm going to make you look for them too because there's a whole bunch of them. And I want you to go like those as well. Uh, and then tag a friend and then we will be, uh, we'll at October 7th, we'll go through and, and pick winners on each channel. Okay. And so for emergency management response for dynamic populations, which is a training and certification by the readiness lab presented by, um, you know, this amazing group of instructors, send us an email at contact at the readiness lab.com. Uh, send us two paragraphs, why it's important to you and what it could do for your career. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll announce the winner, uh, let's say October 15th for that one. So we'll go from there. And, um, you know, we hope that to see you at these, these trainings that we do, we hope that you're going to be okay during a hurricane or wildfire, whatever's coming up in your world, whether you're in the Midwest or you're on a coast and you're looking at some of the big things coming down the pipeline, coordinate, communicate, communicate, as I don't mess up that word. Yeah. <laughs> Work with your partners, work outside the norms. If it's not working, then do something different. And it's time to stop being afraid. People need bold messages. I would say positive messages, but whatever the message needs to be, be bold, be declarative. This is, this is what you do anyways on social media. So start doing it for work and save people's lives. Make, make life easier for other people and you will be a great emergency manager. Uh, Zach, final call outs for preparedness month, specifically what an emergency manager should do for the upcoming year. Oh yeah. Uh, check your plans, uh, exercise and train, uh, do something, uh, completely out of the ordinary. Uh, so for instance, communication being the most important thing that, that we really do, like that's almost more than anything you're presenting, you're, you're networking, you're doing all this stuff. Take a comedy class. That's what I did. That's how I got better at communicating. I did a stand-up comedy class. It was the best thing that I've, I've done for public speaking. Uh, so think outside the box. Uh, as cliche as that is, like just do something that is like totally random and has nothing to do with your job. 
uh, you'll find uh, that it will help you uh, in your career and probably do your job better. Yeah. Uh, what's that? What is that phrase from the movie? Um, get a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. All emergency managers need a hobby. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, Don't do something totally different. Build a, a bookshelf or something. Um, speaking of which, uh, I will have bookshelves behind me that I'm oh, building. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about. So good call out. Fortuitous. Uh, okay. So if you like this episode, which you should have, uh, we gave, we're giving lots of opportunities for giveaways. We talked about how you can prepare for the immediate hurricane right in, in front of your face, or you're looking down the road. You should be subscribing to all of our podcasts, not just Disaster Tough, which obviously you should be, but also looking at the Radiance Lab to make sure that you're gaining all the knowledge as you should from this podcast network. We have lots of different ways to help you out. Check it all out, the Readiness Lab. Um, make sure you follow us and comment about this episode. If you found something, Zach mentioned after actions. If you found something that helps you for specifically hurricane readiness, that is that you're like, oh, we, we knocked it out of the park. Let us know on social media on Disaster Tough Podcast, and we'll see you for the next one. <laughs>